This is Alan Condon with the Becker's ASP podcast, and I'm thrilled to be joined today by Dr. Thomas Moshiri, Chief Business Officer at Arizona Pain Relief in Phoenix. Dr. Moshiri, before we dive into some questions today, I'd love to turn the floor over to you to hear a little bit about your role, your background, and of course, your organization. Hi, Alan. It's a pleasure to be on the podcast. Um, as you mentioned, yes, I'm a medical doctor, with education in anesthesia and interventional pain management. I have a subspecialty in business that I've earned through self-education and the School of Hard Knocks over the past years. My current role, I serve as the chief business officer of our company called Arizona Pain Relief, which is headquartered in Phoenix, Arizona, though we do have other practices across the nation in Ohio, Utah, Kentucky, and Indiana, though they operate under a different DBA, of course. My role as the chief business officer, I am responsible for mergers and acquisitions for bringing on uh, product uh, lines to the company and and establishing and acquiring uh, ambulatory surgical centers. And um, I'm deeply involved with the credentialing and uh, licensing and accrediting of those surgical centers uh, through um, both on the state level as well as uh, Medicare accreditation. Well, delighted to have you join us today and uh, excited to pick your brains a little bit, Dr. Moshiri. And so to kick things off, obviously, you know, no shortage of news or challenges or trends in the healthcare industry. But I'd love to hear from you. What are the two to three most interesting trends you're keeping an eye on today? Sure. Yeah, um, it's a really great question. I think uh, the first and most alarming is reduced reimbursements in the face of increasing expenses especially with inflation, reimbursement for medical services don't necessarily go up with inflation. So as the economy worsens, so does the margins within which most surgical centers and private practices operate. This leads to layoffs as these practices are forced to reduce their overhead as expenses go up and cash flows stay the same, which is compounded by institutions with deeper pockets that are able to steal employees away by offering salaries that private practices just can't compete with. Uh, At the end of the day, this affects patient care and puts significant stress on medical providers as they try to continue to offer exceptional care, but with more limited resources. Another interesting trend is that of billion-dollar companies entering the healthcare space. You look at Amazon's One Medical, Walmart, Optum, amongst others that are gobbling up or creating their own healthcare service lines from pharmaceutical to primary care to specialist care. All of these companies are competing in the same space and creating monopolies that are difficult to overcome. What that looks like in the future is anyone's guess, but I think that this will make private practice or standalone surgical centers owned by a group of physicians a rarity as most doctors will be forced to join one of these big firms to stay relevant and be able to compete on an economic scale. The third and most disturbing is the power that insurance carriers have gained in directing healthcare decisions. Some of the policies that they come up with in directing medical care makes no medical sense. They're not based on any real science, but motivated by shareholder profits. I can give you several examples, but suffice it to say, there have been many times when our doctors have been on a peer-to-peer call with a carrier's medical consultant where the carrier's doctor even agrees with our doctor that the policy makes no sense, but their hands are tied. So these three factors compounded, I think, 
can create a very um, complex picture for the healthcare's future, I think. Yeah, I mean, a couple of really interesting trends and certainly interesting to keep an eye on every one of them. But one thing I wanted to dive in a little deeper in is obviously in terms of your Amazon, your Walmart, these billion dollar companies, like you said, entering the healthcare space, what, how, do you see, how do you see them changing the healthcare space in terms of competition? How, how different might the healthcare space look in five, 10 years down the line? I think that uh, this trend in carriers assuming greater control of, med- of medical care is uh, going to continue at the same time big money by companies like Amazon and Walmart is going to continue to pour into this multi-billion dollar space as they try to pick up a share in the market and gain control of specific reasons. So this may result in more affordable care for patients, but will likely or possibly go in the opposite direction as shareholders of the big companies are in the business of making money, not spending money. So this will eventually lead to one of a few outcomes. Patients that can afford it will likely opt for the care they need medical services and take cash. And those that can't will fall in with the masses and get the best care that they can with what's offered to them. In the middle of all this are the doctors. The care that doctors are allowed to provide is going to be dictated more and more by outside forces, not to mention the myriad of regulations and policies that we are already forced to abide by along with any state or federal regulations just to take care of our patients. Add to that mix the prevalence and utilization of mid-level providers as replacements for medical doctors. I think the future could potentially look bleak. I hope I'm wrong, but I think that there's enough money tied into the system that an overhaul is unlikely. The system is already extremely convoluted to navigate unless you're an expert in the field. It's only going to get worse. So with the big companies jumping into the game, I think and I hope that there will be some simplification and some greater availability of services to those that would not otherwise have access to care. Um, and, I, and I'm hoping that with companies like Walmart and Amazon getting into the healthcare space, it'll create opportunities for medical providers to continue to provide excellent care without being bound or tied by insurance carriers. Yeah, I mean, really interesting to get get your insight there, Dr. Mercieri. And and in terms of in terms of wider trends across the healthcare space, when we talk about staffing, things like value based care consolidation, um, what other kind of industry trends you keep an eye on? What do you kind of see playing out with, with big impact on the healthcare space in the next few years? Uh, I think that in the next few years, you're going to see uh, a division of control, whether if it's from big insurance carriers versus uh, companies like Amazon or Walmart that will try to take part of the healthcare space and part of that market. Um, so I think that there's there's going to be a division and hopefully there will be some uh, competition within that market to drive prices down for care while maintaining the standard of care that, that providers can, can uh, rely on when taking care of patients. Got it, got it. And, and, and looking at Arizona Pain Relief, obviously your organization in particular, as Chief Business Officer, obviously in control of uh, M&As and growth, uh, how are you looking at growth at your organization in the, in the coming years? Well, 
That's, that's a great question. And I think that this is uh, an advice that really I can pass along to uh, administrators of uh, really any surgical center or, or any practice to build sustained success. Given the picture I painted earlier, I think that it's imperative to create a unique niche for your practice, one that serves a specific need and that can't be easily mastered produced by others. This should provide some safeguards. In addition, I believe it's imperative to create an amazing patient experience and brand loyalty. Patients and employees realize when they're treated well and not just a small number. And that's why patients tend to stay with specific doctors instead of medical groups as a whole. So I think that as a business owner and provider, it's important to create your company's culture, what you stand for, and reinforce it whenever you can. In Arizona Pain Relief, uh, we have several pillars that identify our company's culture, and as owners of the company, we try to embody those behaviors. These pillars are listen first, accept responsibility and accountability for your actions, strive for excellence, and assume positive intent. And I think these are really important factors to consider because, especially in today's age of technology, of text messaging and emailing, it's, it's easy to misunderstand something. Um, but if you assume positive intent and, and if you're always striving to better yourself, learn more, study, and you know, improve yourself even by 1% every day, you're going to achieve great things. And it's important to note that once you've done this and, and if it's something that you truly believe in, there are those that are not going to align with your beliefs and will elect to get off the bus, if you will. So you may experience what may seem like a mass exodus, but you just need to hold firm, and before you know it, your practice will be filled by people who believe in your mission and are willing to stick with you through thick and thin because they believe in you. At Arizona Pain Relief, we have done this, this exact same thing. We have a culture that we cultivate, and we have created a niche that uh, is unique in at least to my knowledge, I don't think that it's, it's really available really anywhere else in the country. What we've created is kind of like the Mayo Clinic of pain management. So when patients come in uh, to one of our clinics, we have uh, physical therapy, rehab, we have nurse practitioners, we have medical doctors, and we have interventional pain uh, doctors. Um, we, we essentially provide care from injury to recovery from A to Z, all under one roof in one location. So unlike you know most practices where you have to go from one doctor to another doctor to another doctor, explain the the you know your history over and over again, we have all the providers in one spot and the patient comes into one of our practices and they essentially get everything in one location. So that has been the niche that we have created where we can provide excellent medical care multimodal approach without having patients go to travel to various specialists. We have specialists all in one location. Dr. Mashiri, so, so excited to hear what's going on at Arizona Pain Relief. I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today. It's been a real pleasure speaking with you, and I look forward to continuing the conversation down the line. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. My pleasure.